0: Hello! I'm here with Peter and Nick in the Just Hands house. How are you guys doing?
1: Good. Yeah, great. Doing great.
0: Uh, these guys have been playing cash mostly at the win the past few days while I've just been, I guess, breaking tourney after tourney. Not jealous at all. I love the action. I love the tournament variants. I love working hard all day to build a stack and see it just, just vanish in the course of an hour. All those are things that I enjoy. But... Uh, I'm looking forward to discussing some of the hands that they've been playing. Uh, Peter, I think you said you had one.
1: Yeah, I have a hand from the other day at a uh, win 510, which is uh, uncapped. So we're 2300 effective deep this hand. The preflop action is there's an early position limp from a, I guess I would call a whale. Uh, so 6 is to 40 in the in middle position. Big blind, who is a recreational player, calls, and the whale calls. I assume you guys are kind of cool with preflop there. Yeah, I think limping is okay, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be. I think it's okay. I just uh, I normally iso or fold when there's one only one limper at five ten plus. I will overlimp at like two five and stuff. So the flop comes ace queen six with two clubs. I have the six of clubs. Um, so the ace and queen are clubs. It checks to me. I bet 90. Big Blind, who is a recreational player, goes to 290. The whale folds, and it's back to me. You guys can talk about what you think is uh, best here.
2: What did you say the player in the Big Blind is like?
1: Big Blind is a recreational player that I don't... I mean, I've never played with any of these players before. But Big Blind is definitely a wreck.
2: I think I just like flatting here. I don't think we have to 3-bet this flop. I think, like... There's a lot of hands that we're just crushing on this board that he could be raising here just to like see where he's at, especially if he's a wreck. And I think in position, we can just call.
0: Yeah, I would personally to to 3-bet here. We can kind of lump these hands into a few likely categories. There are uh, semi-bluffs, nutted hands, and then sort of like see-where-I'm-at hands that I'm going to include, considering that this is a wreck player. And I think we do better against basically all those hands by 3-betting here. If our opponent folds like a flush draw, it's not a bad outcome at all. They're not particularly likely to fold if we make it 800. Peter says he would go 750-800. I don't think that got picked up by the mic. But yeah. So around that sizing, I think we just perform better against all these hands by raising. I think a hand like ace-queen might just decide to go with it, which is a great outcome. Having a club makes it, I guess, a nice combo to include in a flatting range relative to other sixes combos, but I think it's just going to perform better as a three-bet. I also think like a lot of that range that is sort of the see where I'm at, you know, an ace-jack type hand, isn't particularly likely to put in a lot of money after we call, regardless of run out. Um, this is sort of like how they decided they want to win the pot, is by getting us to fold right now, and if we don't fold... I don't see those hands as particularly likely to fold in the future, or sorry, to put money in the pot in the future. At least more than maybe one bet on the
1: turn. I'm going to slightly disagree. I mean, I think that I think that the main question of what to do here sort of revolves around those um, see what they're at type of hands. And I think that in position, I think it plays better to get value from the hands, from those hands, to call. I think out of position, if we When we're in position and we three-bet, I think he's going to mostly just fold a hand like ace-jack. But if we just call, I think a lot of time on the turn, he may bet again, you know, to get protection from clubs, plan to, you know, probably check fold river or maybe check in Hirokar River, or he'll check turn, and I think um, he might check call one-street with a club draw on there. So, personally, in position, I lean more towards calling flop. I think out of position, it's a bit worse because out of position a little more likely to three of it because if he has a hand like Ace Jack, he a lot of times we will be raising there to like sort of buy themselves a like to check back turn to see river. But when he can't do that because we're in position I kinda like I kinda like just calling I think and maybe keeping some bluffs in and keeping those hands in.
2: Yeah, I I also think that by flatting, even if we don't get a bet out of him on the turn I think we're very likely to, if we think that his range is mostly constructed of kind of see where I'm at hands, I think we can very likely get more money in on the turn with like a smaller sizing and perhaps get him to spaz out on the river with even like way too large of a sizing. I think there's like all sorts of options when you're playing against a wreck and I just think like, flatting in position is just going to be kind of the nuts here
0: yeah i personally so i'm just sort of imagining or putting myself in the mind of the rec player or at least the best to the best ability that i can and let's say that the rec player is holding something like ace jack or ace 10 when we raise i don't think that player is super likely to put us on a hand like ace king when we flat i think they're much more likely to assume that we have ace king in our range i think ace king is a fine hand to three bet here for the same reason that i think sixes is a fine hand to three bet here i am coming more around to your guys side of calling i think it's pretty close but i actually personally think that we're more likely to get stacks in versus the rec player holding a hand like ace jack or ace 10 by raising here than by flatting you know i think rec players just have a tendency to just zero in way too much on the flush draw relative to, like, absolutely nutted hands, which they would be comfortable playing for stacks with. And, you know, when they have an ace, it's not so likely that we have ace-queen or queens or sixes or aces. So, yeah, I just think that we're going to have a better chance of getting stacks in against that category of hand
1: by raising now. I think the last thing I'll say is that I think that there's actually quite a big difference between a wreck in this game and a wreck in, like, a 2-5 game. I think when you get to a certain level, Rex become a lot less predictable. As much as they'll be bad, um, they range a lot more. From uh, you know, at the two five level, Rex play a lot more, sort of similar to each other. You know, pretty on like, the passive, stationy side. But when you get to five ten, I think there's a lot more even of a mix of like aggro Rex and Rex that are passive or Rex that are too stationary or Rex that aren't stationy enough. Especially at like a bigger five ten, uh, this is more common at, like five, 10, 20. But uh, win Five Ten is pretty big, and I think that because I have a little bit less certainty of how this guy is going to play, I'm going to lean towards playing a little bit more of, I guess, a normal strategy, not getting like super out of the box with 3-bet in this flop, because I don't think that like, versus a good player would have any flop 3-bets here. And so like, just because I don't have very much info on this player, even though I know he's a wreck, I think I like calling in case is a guy that is maybe just going to barrel off a ton or uh, do something like that. I'm curious why you wouldn't have any flop 3 bets here. This seems like
0: a pretty advantageous board for you where you can polarize out some of your range without compromising your ability to have strong hands on future streets.
1: I just don't think there's like a massive need to have flop 3 bets. I think it's sort of I don't think there's any hands that really have a need have a huge need for like equity protection even though there is a flush for out there. Win position Generally when you're in position like by getting just a lot of money in on the flop, you sort of like remove some of your positional advantage. Like the advantage of position is playing later streets and seeing how your how the person reacts to different cards. And I just I just don't think there are hand a ton of hands that like function much better from a flop three bit versus a call at twenty three hundred deep. You know, for like I can get I can get the money in with any hand, like pretty fine here. I just think it lets me play ranges a little bit better. Again, versus a good player, that's how I'd play my range. You know, If we we're 7K deep, I think you should maybe start having some flop three bets. But 2300 deep versus a good player, I don't think I'd ever three with this board in position.
0: Mm-hmm. I understand that. I think that kind of predictability can be used against you, but you have a strong range, and so it can't be used against
1: you to a huge degree. I would just say I think that like when you say it can be used against me, I think the obvious way to is that like someone using a lot of flop check raises is I think I assume what you mean, if I'm not gonna have a three bit flop. Yeah, so Jack says yes. I mean I think that again my default would be to do that if I saw someone like starting to like check raise a ton of like one pair of hands and stuff that they shouldn't be doing, then yeah, I'm gonna start through bitting them. But my default is not gonna be to have any flop three bits on this board.
2: For a flop three bet range, can't you just basically balance it by using like only combo draws, ace queen and queens? I just see no reason to like put anything else in a flop uh, flop three bet range.
1: Yeah, I mean you could definitely balance it. Balancing is not the problem. Um, you can almost always like balance a range if you want to. I just don't see that advantage to building that range in the first place. Like, especially, like, it overcomplicates your strategy, and I don't see much upside to it. Yeah, so I think, just to sort of recap the fundamental difference here,
0: I'm picturing a wreck who is going to play a certain way, and perhaps if I were in Peter's chair, then I would have a different feeling, or if, at least perhaps a feeling that I shouldn't have much of a feeling at all. But, yeah, I, I'm still confident enough in... What I think is the likelihood of getting stacks in versus these ace jack, ace 10 type hands. I sort of see it as like a player who's going to play those hands this way, you know, taking a line that to me doesn't make a lot of sense. I think that behavior sort of already puts players in a certain box that's a little bit more predictable. And so I'm pretty comfortable with my exploitative assumptions here. And, but yeah, I think Peter, your strategy of not having Flop three bets is valid. And I like that you're saying if you see people starting to check raise a lot, you know, somehow picking up on the fact that you're always flatting, that you would introduce the three bet to make them think twice before check raising you with hands that really don't want to face a three
1: bet. Yeah. I mean, I guess the one thing I'd say is if I th- from the little I've seen of this guy, if he has ace check, I think it's pretty unlikely we stack him. It's possible that he just decides that we have a flush draw i mean rex can sort of do that whenever but i think that's just sort of relying on some run good for him to decide that i don't think uh we can count on that i think we should at most try to get like one bet from those hands i think getting one bit more than one bet's asking a little bit much i just think the best way to do that is to uh call and hope he like bet's turn for protection against a flush draw or we can maybe get a bet a bet in but yeah I think I think that's a, enough about the flop. Are you guys good? Okay. Um, I did decide to call, and the turn is a brick. It's the four of hearts, and the villain bets four hundred forty. And you guys can
2: say what you think we should do. What's the total pot at this point? We had what was the bet sizing on the flop again?
1: Uh, the bet size in the flop, the raise was to 290, so just call it 300 to make it easy. So there's around 720 in the pot right now. Probably like 700 in the pot, actually. I think maybe exactly 700 in the pot before the bet.
2: I think I like a raise here. I don't think flatting is necessarily going to accomplish everything we want. It's I don't think it's the same scenario as on the flop and i think we just want to like move the leverage point up in the hand in this hand and just kind of allow him to make a mistake here rather than flat and see what the river is and sometimes have to like miss value depending on how bad of a card it is
0: yeah this this bet sizing is a little bit complicating just because i think if we raise we we don't have to shove, but it's going to be awkward to not shove.
1: I did think about raising turn, even though I eventually didn't. I guess I'll give that away. I ended up just calling. I think if you raise turn, you just have to jam though. I don't really think there's any other size that ends up working. I think it's just like like I think going small is asking a lot for him to like go over the top. Or I just don't think going small ends up working very well. And I think if you're going to make it like like 1300, you might as well just jam. Uh, I think he's either going to decide we have a like combo draw and call off with Ace Queen, or he's going to not. So I guess the only the only thing you could argue is make it a little bit smaller. Maybe uh, if we jam full for like I think the whole like nineteen hundred or two K, he might fold some combo draws. But uh, if we make it like fifteen hundred, maybe he calls some. But I think that's getting like a little bit fancy. I think if you're going to I think if you're going to raise turn, you should just jam. Yeah, I think I'm feeling the jam here. I just think it's the a very clear-cut
0: play that's going to work well. It's going to make our river decisions non-existent and therefore very easy. I think we're very likely to get called by ace-queen. I think we're very unlikely to get called by a combo draw, which isn't a terrible thing because we're at this point where we really have no better option versus a combo draw at this point. Other, I think, than to jam... I don't see a ton of value in letting a combat draw see the river for free because I think one of the beauties about playing against a rec player is that they under-bluff in most situations. And I think I would expect them to bluff less than they should on the river versus more than they should. I also think clearly like it's a very good opportunity for us to get max value against ace-queen now. I think on a blank river we won't have very much of a problem getting value against this queen. But on a club river, I think it's going to be a lot tougher to put in the rest of our stack profitably. Uh, I still think it's close. I think keeping in bluffs has value against this player, but I think it has less value than it probably should.
1: So this is where what I mentioned earlier—that's the difference between wrecks at like higher stakes and lower stakes—I think comes in. Like if this is two five at the win. Like, you could even, you'd, you'd very easily be the same stack depth at 2-5 with the win, two. I think I'm a lot more likely to just put it in here on the turn because I do think wrecks are less likely to buff. But I've played a fair amount of, like, 10-20. And I think this game plays kind of like 10-20. We We're playing 5-10-20 a lot anyway. Like I said, wrecks just differ a lot more, and I don't think you can just say that a wreck is not going to buff river. I agree that Rex will probably... There, it's very unlikely that Rex sort of bluff this river the right amount ever. I think they're either going to under-bluff or they're going to way over-bluff. And I just think there's a bit too much of a risk that this guy is... I think if this guy is someone who's going to over-bluff river, then shoving turn is really bad, I think. Just giving up all that value. But if he's someone who's going to under-bluff river, then... I do agree. I don't think Ace-Queen's ever going to fold turn uh, Even if you're like another 500, even maybe 1,000 deeper. I really don't think Ace Queen's going to fold turn because he has to... He blocks the top two sets. He has to put us on, like, just sixes. And he could think we could have Ace Queen, too. He could th- think we could have a combo draw. I just don't think Rex ever fold there. Um, I think the decision between... The reason I'd, I... This is the decision I thought about the most in the hand. And I en- eventually ended up deciding calling because I think that if it turns out that this guy is someone who will... Aggressively barrel river, which I think is a lot more likely at higher stakes um, than I think that the shoving turn gets becomes uh, not as good as calling.
0: I think one other thing worth pointing out is that I feel fairly confident that this player is going to have close to nine combos of ace-queen here. You know, I think seven would be a very good estimate if this player is like only comfortable bluffing with like a combo draw on the flop, which I think is reasonable from this player type, I know we've been saying that there's a lot of variation. maybe this is just some guy who's like going for it with King Ten of Hearts for three streets, it just doesn't strike me as super likely what strikes me as more likely is that this player only has like King Ten, King Jack, and Jack Ten of clubs than having. Any other bluff combo. I mean, maybe some of the worst King X suiteds too, but there's still, there's just not that many combo draws or flush draws, especially when we block the six of clubs. So, yeah, I i still like Rays, but I do think your point that 510 pros are, or sorry, 510 rex are less predictable than 2 5 rex is well taken. And I think. Defaulting towards balance a little bit more against those players at these stakes, the same way I would against the professionals at these stakes, is a good strategy.
1: I guess another thing I would say is I don't think the downside of calling in terms of missing value is that bad. I mean, we're not going to stack ace, queen on a club river, but we're we'll probably going to bet. I feel comfortable stacking ace, queen on any other river other than ace and queen, obviously. I think that on the three cards that bring in the gut shot uh, if Villain bet I would still be comfortable jamming I think but if he he may not decide to bet ace queen there and I may have to just you know knock at the full stack and just make a medium sized bet on the river when he checks but on almost any other river I see Villain betting ace queen and me jamming and him calling we lose some value on clubs and some on cards that bring in straights but I don't think we lose that much more so I, I think just combined with the fact that I don't really think we end up losing that much value from Ace Queen, you know, we let combo draws realize a little bit, but I don't think that's that bad. I mean, if he hits a gut shot, then I'm probably gonna get stacked, but clubs are very easy to see. And I just don't think that I think that combined with the fact that we get value from his bluffs if he is over bluffing on the river by just calling on the fact that I don't think we lose too much value from Ace Queen in this particular spot, I think I'd prefer calling turn. Although, I will say, in the hand, I was just pretty. Sh- I, I really did feel like he just had ace-queen. I was very tempted just to shove turn. Because I really didn't think he would ever fold ace-queen on the turn. But, uh, yeah, I did end up calling. All right, I think we're good on there. So I'll go to the river. The river is the seven of clubs and villain checks. And so I think this is definitely a bet. I've talked to a few people that think it might be a check back. I think that's a little too nitty. Um, I think the biggest question is like what to do in terms of sizing. The pot is around 1,500, and there's around 1,500 behind. I think maybe, that maybe there's a little bit more behind. But I, I, th- I think this just has to be a bet. I don't think we're beat that often. I don't think people really ever check a flush here. I think that people will trap flushes, but I think that if someone is bluffing the flop with a combo draw and they get there on the river out of position, they're almost always going to bet it. Aces and queens are possible. I mean, I think that this player could have trapped those pre-flop, but I don't think it's very likely. I think mostly just going kind to of bet River to value target ace queen. And then, you know, maybe once in, you know, 100 hands or 50 hands, ace jack or ace 10 decides to hero or something. Yeah, so, what are you guys thinking in terms of should we bet River? And if so, what sizing?
0: i don't think you're the type to bet fold a thousand here and i i wouldn't recommend getting into that game either i think i think there's a case for jamming so i think rec players are less likely to be sensitive to bet sizing the way or at least in as like linear a way as a professional should be um i think there's some versions of this player that obviously call 500 and never call 1500 and other versions that don't call 500 and call 1500. Like, so it's kind of, I think your best bet is just to like either shove or choose a smaller sizing. I don't think like the middle sizing as a compromise is likely to be best. Uh, I think it's much more likely that one of those two is best. And I think a lot of it to me depends on if you're comfortable Bet folding. If you're comfortable bet folding, then I think the smaller size is likely the best play. So something like 600.
1: I'm comfortable bet folding, although not if I bet thousand. I think folding. Like, I agree. It's almost. It's like. It's always a flush if you check jammed on here. But I'm not going to fold for 500 to win a 5k pot. I'm just not going. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. So I will say about like. You sort of like alluded to looking polarized on the river. I will say I think that looks works a little bit better if uh, there's a little bit more money behind. I think that because like there's a barren pot left. I think that this is getting into like some assumptions that aren't super backed up. But I think that when you shove for pot here, I think that it's just like a a big bet. But I don't think necessarily it looks polar because I think. People, I think villain is sort of expecting a shove if you, I have a flush. I think that when stuff starts to like pull polar to Rex is when they're not expecting a shove. Like they're expecting you to bet like if there's three K back, I think he's expecting like you know, like a eleven hundred dollar bet, but not a shove. I think when you start betting a size in that Rex were not expecting, that's when you start looking polar to them and that's when they start, you know, making you know, sort of fishy hero calls because they they don't think you'd bet so much for the flush. I think that fifteen hundred is a little bit, a little bit, too little for that to happen. I'm am not exactly sure. It, it's really hard to say what the best thing to do here in, is in terms of bet sizing. I ended up, I guess I'll say I ended up going for the sizing that I think <laughs> that you didn't like. I bet sort of in the middle. I thought if I started going too much towards fifteen hundred, he might start folding ace queen, but. I thought he really wouldn't fold his queen almost ever for like, you know, around under a thousand or under 900. So I ended up betting 800, which was a size I thought I could, I, I hadn't quite decided, but I was a little more comfortable bet folding 800. So, yeah, so I ended up betting 800 on the river. Yeah. I think sizing
0: like the largest amount you're comfortable bet folding to is not a bad way to approach this decision um, where we don't have great information to help us, you know, realize that maybe five hundred is a much better sizing or that fifteen hundred is a much better sizing. So if you're comfortable bedfolding for eight hundred and we've already established you're not for a thousand, which I think is correct, uh, you know, it's worth pointing out that those are pretty small differences. Like maybe we should be liberated to bedfold for a thousand once in this game. Uh, but I think this size is fine. I I'm into it. I think Ace Queen is pretty likely to call you I think you're very likely to only get raised by a flush, and I think that this is going to work out nicely for you.
1: I will say, if we're like picking what side I'm on, I'm way, I'm way more on the side that you can't bet fold 800 than that you can't bet fold 1,000. Like, I'm not sure if I, can, I could bet fold 100 because it's only a difference of 200. Um, and I've just seen some really weird stuff, especially the past few days. I, I just don't know if I could fold, you know, still only having to call. 700 to win almost a 5k pot but um i will say just so the listeners can get an idea of my decision making it was it was more based upon the fact that i could i I thought it was a little more likely the villain called off with ace queen when i when i just bet 800 i really didn't think i just really didn't think he would ever be folding 800 and i thought he might start folding to bets a thousand and over but so the 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 fact that I didn't want to bet fold that I didn't want to have to get jammed on and have a tiny bit left to call was definitely part of at least my subconscious decision even though I'm not sure if I could bet fold eight hundred it's definitely a lot more possible than if I bet you know a thousand I really don't think you can ever bet fold a <laughs> thousand I think the price is just too good sure all right so I'll give the I'll give the results now uh, I did bet eight hundred Vone called. And I was good, and he did uh, later tell me he had ace-queen. So lost a little bit of value on the turn. But uh, get, given we only get a club river 20% of the time, I, I don't feel I don't feel that bad about it. I really do think I'm going to stack him on at least 60-plus percent of rivers, if not 80-plus percent, and who knows. Maybe, maybe, like, I think the fact that you can consider jamming river for value is even, I guess, to go back to the turn, I think even a little more reason that you don't have to... Uh, jam turn versus if there's a lot more money behind. But, um, yeah, any final thoughts, guys?
0: I just have one question. What are you doing facing 500 on
1: this river? 500, I'm definitely snapping. I just think it's a blocker bet with ace-queen too much. It could also be a bluff. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think it what starts getting gross is, like, when he starts betting, like, 800 or more, it's it's a spot that, again, gets a lot tougher at 510-plus against Regs. And I will say, like, or Rex, I will say when I say 510, I almost mean particularly, like, almost exclusively the Wynn 510 compared to the other 510s in Vegas because Wynn is uncapped. Like, I think Bellagio 510 and Wynn 510 are completely different games. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I agree that that should be a call, and I think that's part of why... Uh, That's just something to be considered with a turn decision. When you have... When you're in, like, a... It's not a reverse implied odds. When your opponent is in an implied odds scenario where there are some sizings that they could bet when they make their hand that you pay off, that's more of a reason to deny equity than if you can always just fold when they get there. This is worth considering. But I like the way you played it. I learned from this discussion. I hope all of you did as well. I think I've just run, like really good with who I end up playing with when I play that win game since most of the wrecks that I've played against, or at least the ones who look like the wrecks I'm talking about uh, from 2-5, just kind of play that same strategy.
1: Yeah, I will say, I mean there also might be something, this was a a particularly action sort of bluff heavy game. I remember that, I mean there was one guy that looked like the standard old man coffee who in about an hour and a half had you know ran two 3k bluffs um, and gotten both called. So, yeah, I do think that. Yeah, I just don't want these. I'm not gonna let these old guys bluff me in. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna sort of. If if they want to like run these crazy bluffs, then yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna let them do that. Like, I I just think there are sort of two player types of wrecks. Are like they're the guys that only check raise combo draws as bluffs, and then there are the guys that just have like queen jack with one club and just decide to just check raise and just run it here. So yeah. Yeah, no, I I think that's a good reason to
0: default more towards balance. I'm still just gonna lump people somewhat more towards the underbluff side, which I think puts more of a priority on equity denial. But yeah, I think based on how you're describing this game, I think your line has uh, a lot more merit uh relative to what it appeared to me before you made that statement about how the game had been playing. Not to say that it didn't have merit before, it just has even more merit now. All right guys. yeah peace